Hi there, a quick note before the episode begins. Did you know that Mija has her own audiobook with exclusive and brand new material? It's called Mija Podcast, the audiobook, an exclusive and never-before-heard collection of memoirs and reflections by her creator, Lori Martinez, about what it meant to turn her own migration story into a fiction series. When you get Ochenta's audiobooks, you're directly supporting our independent audio series productions. You can find it on Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobooks app. Also available in Spanish and French. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Mija, or Binti in Arabic, and this podcast is about my family, those alive, those long gone, and those who are still dreaming. Now, this is what you need to know about Gidda Daulet, my grandmother. She loves knowing other cultures. She's an excellent cook, she's an optimist, and she can tell the future. Daulat is my grandmother, Baba Abdul's mom. So here it goes, 10 minutes to tell her story. Daulat grows up in a big family of 11 brothers and sisters in Alexandria. She's one of the older sisters, so naturally she grows up with a huge sense of responsibility. She's like a second mom, helping to raise the rest of her siblings. While her mom runs errands, Daulat makes sure that her siblings pray, get dressed, eat breakfast, and are lined up for school in uniforms. Daulat loves her family deeply. Still at times, it gets a little crazy in their small home. And at those times, Daulat takes a walk through the streets of Alexandria and makes her way to the port. At age 15, seeing those boats is fascinating. She watches the seamen working on ships and boats full of goods coming from who knows where, going to who knows where, carrying who knows what. So Daulat's mind is always wandering. She breathes in the fresh salt water air and imagines herself on a boat traveling far across the Mediterranean Sea. And then of course, she snaps out of it and remembers her errands at home. Then years later, Daulat is at the same port, and for the first time, she notices a man. He's younger than Daulat. 
He appears to buy and sell cotton in the port. They lock eyes, and one day at the pier, he comes and talks to her. He presents himself. My name is Muhammad, and I'm a traitor, he says. Dawlat sees in his eyes the man she wants to marry, and eventually she does. As soon as they move to their new house in El Ibrahimiya, a neighborhood in Alexandria, Dawlat starts to live a different lifestyle, a lifestyle with no financial worries, a life of opulence and luxury. In this home, Dawlat gives birth to four children, including Abdo, my dad. Those first years, Dawlat raises them as she would never have dreamed, with comfort, time, and patience. And that's because Muhammad has two stable businesses, a cotton trade at one of Alexandria's main ports, and he also owns several tourism boats along the shores of the Mediterranean Sea. The boats always take English people up and down the coast. And Muhammad always comes home with stories from his clients, stories about England or France or Greece. Dawlat listens to them attentively, fascinated by his tales. She loves her husband and admires all of his efforts. But there's something that upsets her. Muhammad is so proud of everything he gives to his family that he always wants everyone to know about it. Literally everyone. So he organizes huge parties in his house to show, well, everyone, what he accomplishes. People from all over the city come over to Dawlat's home. Also people from other parts of Egypt and Europe. During those parties, Dawlat and Abdu would stay in the other room, listening to the chatter. In those moments, Dawlat would tell her son. I'm afraid someone might give us hasad, Abdu. Abdu understands his mother's worried because Muhammad wasn't being very discreet about his wealth. A few days after one of those big parties, Muhammad comes home with intense stomach pain. And in less than a day, he leaves this world. He left so quickly that Dawlat had no doubt that it was the work of Hasad. That same week, Dawlat feels burdened with sadness and happiness at the same time because she finds out she's pregnant with her fourth child. Gidda Dawlat holds her head up high and raises her children on her own. She keeps Muhammad's tourism business afloat for a while with only one boat. It's a lot of work and Dawlat is exhausted but she keeps a smile on her face because she is never really alone. The women in her community help take care of her children when she's out at work. The community she thrives on is like her family, in good times and in bad times. Seven days after giving birth to her fourth son, 
the women of the neighborhood accompanied Dawlat in the Subu'a ritual to give him a warm welcome. As every attendee hits their pots and pans for the newborn to be aware of the world around him, Dawlat puts an earring on his right ear. She whispers in the boy's ear, May you be protected and have a prosperous life. Abdu's younger brother is a few weeks old when Abdu starts noticing his mother's fatigue. He sees it in her eyes and in the way she falls asleep quickly when she sits anywhere. So Abdu makes a vow. Every day after school, he would go straight to work to help his mom with the boat. And so he does. He leaves school, heads up to one of the piers at the sea, gets in the boat and sings and plays the oud for the tourists. Abdu is a young man. He kisses his mother's hand every morning before he goes to work. Abdu dreams of having a family on his own and taking care of them like his mother has always done for him. That's why it's so hard for Abdu to move to the UK with Muna years later. The day Abdu calls to say he's leaving, a sense of loneliness overwhelms Dawlat. What? What do you mean you're leaving? What's going to happen with the boat? What's going to happen with you? I'll be here all by myself, she says. But something makes her change her mind. One night, she has a dream. And in it, she gives Abdu, her husband Muhammad's Quran, and Muhammad gives his son a blessing. Dawlat wakes up to fulfill both parents' wishes. She says to Abdu, London is a bridge to the world. Go on and travel for me. Dawlat does fulfill her wish of traveling too. As soon as they move to the UK, she visits her son and his wife. On one of the first visits, Abdu and Muna take her to the best London high tea experience. And Dawlat, well, she laughs at what she sees. Tiny croquettes, donuts, tiny sandwiches and pies, tiny everything. From then on, every time Gidda comes to London, she only has coffee. On one particular visit, she serves Abdu a kappa. He drinks it. Dawlat looks at the grounds and reads the future. She tells him that Muna will have a child soon, very soon, and that the child will be a little rebel. She also says something to warn Abdu. Do not impose your own ways. In London, Abdu speaks to Gidda on the phone every single day, especially during those first few months. When he feels far from home, Gidda tells him to stay positive and to go for long walks to explore. Abdu asks Gidda, Mom, where should I go today? And she says, walk one block to the right, go straight two blocks, and then turn left. Just like that. 
Abdul always thinks he's walking nowhere, but he has fun anyways. Until one day, thanks to Gidda's instruction, he finds the Egyptian neighborhood in London. Arab worlds float in the air as he looks around him. He sees the eye of Horus stamped on a building. I found my place, he exclaims to no one in particular. And so it is then that Abdul makes his first investment for his own restaurant in London. Gidda lives in Egypt and my brother Omar and I live in London and New York. And that doesn't mean we don't see each other. On the contrary, we visit her every time we can and she always takes us to the sea. She always observes the horizon intensely. When we were little, Omar and I made a little fun of that. I have to admit it. Our mouths full of her famous Uras cookies. And Gidda always told us if we missed her, we could stare at the horizon as she does. So we'll see her smiling on the other side of the world. Later, when Omar tells Gidda he's going to New York to dance, Gidda laughs. Just remember who you are and that you could get Hasad casted on you at any minute. I'll be watching over you. So when you head over to the Brooklyn Bridge, look closely and you'll see me. Today, every time Omar misses Gidda's cookies, her grandchild stares at the horizon over the Brooklyn Bridge and swears he can see her in the heavens every single time. This podcast was produced by Studio Ochenta. Story by Rana Abdelhamid and Mona El-Bogdadi. Creative Director and Executive Producer, Lori Martinez. Senior Fiction Producer, Maru Lombardo. Assistant Producer, Zaina Abuel Makarem. Associate Producers, Rebecca Zaidel and Fadi Samitoson. Original Theme Song by Gabriel Dalmaso. Sound Editors, Luis Raul Lopez-Levi and Maru Lombardo. Special thanks to Sadia Azmat and Alia Moro who advised us on the Arab-Egyptian Londoner experience. In English, Mihav was voiced by Rana Abdelhamid. Rana is also the founder and ED of a nonprofit organization called Malika, which runs self-defense, financial literacy, and healing justice programs, building safety and power for women around the world. You can learn more and support their work at malika.org. Our graphic designer for this season was Sebastian Marquez, and our social media manager is Lisha Lopez. This podcast is available in English, Spanish, and Arabic. You can find episodes from every version plus full transcripts on ochentastudio.com slash mijapodcast. Follow us at mijapodcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Did you know that Mija has her own audiobook with exclusive and brand new material? It's called Mija Podcast, the audiobook, an exclusive and never-before-heard collection of memoirs and reflections by her creator, Lori Martinez, about what it meant to turn her own migration story into a fiction series. When you get Ochenta's audiobooks, you're directly supporting our independent audio series productions. You can find it on Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobooks app. Also available in Spanish and French. <laughs> 